Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Hello, everybody. This is Laura Lee Rourke with It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're talking to Carrie about miracles, which that's a miracle that we're talking about miracles, I think. <laughs> so the front of the card is the goddess and the deer, dog, power animal thing are holding hands and kind of flying through the air above the earth. And uh, it's a very visual card, and there's stars around, and they just look like they're having a good time doing that. And the back of the card reads, In this recovery, there are many miracles. We have the choice either to embrace the miracles and take part in them, or to step around and deny them. As we open our hearts to our recovery and let it guide and teach us, we receive many gifts. We develop compassion for ourselves and others. We create a healthier relationship with our mind, body, and spirit. We free ourselves from the impression of self-hatred and limited self-perceptions. And most simply, we learn to love ourselves. Which for me, the childhood I came from, learning to love myself was the miracle in itself. I really love this idea of miracles in our recovery and having to accept that either embrace it and accept it or can deny that it's even there and that this is recovery at all. So when I'm working with this card with clients or even with myself, the idea of saying that sort of... uh, this is enough, that this is the miracle, (laughs) instead of like that there's an old comic of like uh, this person is on on an island with nothing but maybe a tree and keeps wanting to be rescued and a airplane goes by and a, a boat washes up and All different things happen, but the person is bound and determined that he just wants this one kind of uh, rescue. That's the only kind of rescue that he'll take. And I think that that was, for me, I wanted it to look a certain way, and it took a while for me to realize, oh, recovery is warts and all. Recovery is a bad day and a good day and on an everything day, and that it's okay. It's just sort of developing compassion for myself that it's not perfect, which is really what I thought my recovery would be. But I had to recover from being the idea of having anything be perfect. (laughs) That was probably my best recovery. Today, I'm going to introduce Carrie, who I'm so glad that she's here with us today. And I will let her introduce herself and Tell us what she's been doing and how she works with miracles in her life. Well, thank you, Lorley. I'm Carrie, and um, I I had the privilege of being able to start my recovery with Lorley and through Beyond Hunger. Oh gosh, 
14 years ago. A hundred years ago. A <laughs> hundred and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a long time. It, it does. It does. And and I was in one of the groups for we just kept going on and on because we didn't ever want it to end. And I think our group went on for two years. It did. Uh, it did. Oh, it, it, I'm tearing up right now because just thinking about it. But that was the beginning of my recovery, obviously. And, you know, when I think about miracles that have happened along the way, the umbrella miracle is that I'm free from an eating disorder. I am absolutely 100% free of eating disorders, which I never thought that was possible. Not in my wildest dreams because I'd had eating disorders since I was a child. And I came in to that program just loathing myself. I was drinking and I stopped drinking about a year before I came into to be on hunger. And, you know, I thought that was going to cure me, but um, I, I was able to stop drinking and stay stopped, but I wasn't able to control my eating disorder through AA. And so I found the group, the one thing that was missing was self-love. I just, I, I couldn't get it through the AA steps. I, I was still feeling that self-loathing. And so walking through day by day, a new path to recovery, I was able to stay stop drinking because I was going to drink again. If, you know, the binging and the purging and the self-loathing, I, it was inevitable that I was going to drink again. But when I came in, started my food addiction recovery, it was a whole different recovery for me, just completely different. All the, the exercises that we did and all the, the group discussion about body image. And it was a miracle that I showed up in, in the first place because I couldn't show up for anything because food kept me in this prison. And I was either preoccupied with starving myself or binging or purging and that's what my world revolved around. So there was no time to commit to anything. I was stuck in my old career and my old job. It wasn't even a career. It was a job. I, was, I couldn't volunteer at my kid's school because I may not be able to show up if I had a binge the night before. So I came in and first I, I was willing. I was willing to do the work. And, and I was open. I, and I had faith that I could free myself from this. Other people had done it. And I was surrounding myself with a group of people who were on the same ship as me, steered by people who had gone through it. And most importantly, you know, I had the courage to do the hard work. And it was hard. It was so hard to look myself square in the face and let go of all that self-hatred and just be okay with who I was and who I am. And, you know, I slowly started feeling a little better. And the better I felt, the more things I could go out and do. And the more things I could go out and do, the more self-esteem I would get. The more self-esteem, then the more I would start loving myself. And the more exercises we did around self-love, the more I could accept myself and love myself. And I'm happy to report that I'm on the other side. And I, like I said, I've been free from eating disorders 
since that program ended after two years, you know, and that's been in the teens years ago. I remember my last binge, it ended in a binge and I was trying to run off the binge and I was standing up on this hill by myself and it just, it just hit me. It was like, it is okay. It's okay that I binged and it's okay that I'm trying to run this binge off and my body is okay exactly how it is. And I don't have to do this anymore. Oh, gosh. A miracle. Yeah, that was my miracle. And that's how it ended. And I settled into it. And my eating disorder is a distant memory. It's sort of like the recovery took me over. I did all the hard work. And so instead of me having to keep working so hard at it, I slid into the acceptance. And now it's sort of like my recovery runs me. I don't run recovery. And, and the intuitive eating, it just has stayed with me. I, I, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to work at it. It just, you know, I do my spiritual practice and that's what keeps me on my track is I do my meditation and I do, you know, my self-love meditation and, and that keeps me in that place where, where my path, where the eating disorder recovery path has led me to here. And it's just now a culmination of my alcohol recovery, my eating disorder recovery. I used to be a cutter, but and that all is under the, that, um, that self-loathing, you know, and I, I haven't felt the need to have to do any of that. And as long as I keep up my spiritual practice and the miracles are the inside miracles. It's that I can get myself in the mirror you know, I'm getting older. We're all getting older. I'm getting the arm flap. And I think there is nothing funnier than that arm flap, (laughs) you know, and my wrinkles on my face and my skin that's starting to sag. I earned every single fold and every single (laughs) I earned that and I love them and I can embrace them. (laughs) Right. I I completely agree. Getting old is not for the weak. So no, it is not. Not for the faint of heart at all. No. Exactly. And I can't imagine what it would be like to be going through an eating disorder while getting old. It's just like, I just thank God that I was able to find this path. So those are my inside miracles and my outside miracles are I've been able to move on. I left that job and I, I went into a career. I went into healthcare. I became a nurse. and I could not have ever done that. I couldn't have committed to five, four years of schooling. I couldn't have never committed to that. And, and I never would have thought that I was smart enough or good enough to be able to go through a nursing program. But I went through that nursing program and I graduated summa cum laude. Uh, so. Of course, of course. <laughs> And I attribute that to things that I've learned along the way to show up, to go whether I'm scared or not, pray through the hard parts, because as long as I show up and do the footwork, God is going to put me right where I need to be. So those are my miracles. And I can't think of, of a better set of miracles in my life than what I've been given. Could have never imagined that I would be okay with myself, that I could look in the mirror. And say to myself, I love you. I don't like myself. I love myself. (laughs) Oh, so great. 
Yeah, to me, it's sort of like that is what true recovery is, is that, um, you know, we had a disease. The disease was alcoholism. I, I'm also recovered from alcoholism and drug addiction. and But then the disease of self-hatred was the thing that was going to really kill me. And uh, to recover from that, from the self-hatred, and go into self-acceptance and self-love and self, I don't know, care, like that I really gave a shit about myself was really huge for me. And I remember watching you go through that. And I remember when you said that you're going to go and be a nurse. And it was like, of course you are. And it was so great to see that unfolding. And here you are, a nurse, and doing that all this time. And knowing that you deserve a career instead of just another job that you're just, you know, spending time getting money so that you can buy more food to throw up later. <laughs> you know, it was so <laughs> much. It was just a whole other world that you stepped into, but took yourself along with you. It was beautiful, really beautiful. And I'm so glad you brought up the idea of how, you know, there's another layer to recovery. I always think of it as I put down stuff that would kill me faster. So drugs and alcohol was going to kill me faster. So I put that down and then it was cigarettes. But at some point I had to attend to this eating disorder and the 12 steps of recovery were not working with that because it wasn't teaching me how to trust myself and my body. And that's really what I needed to hear. That's where I needed to go. Yeah, that's exactly what I had to do. I knew, you know, I tried long enough and it wasn't working. So the path opened up and there was your program Beyond Hunger. And I often say it saved my life because it did. It really did save my life. There wasn't much going on the way I was living. And I love that image of you running off the binge and then standing there and getting it that it's okay that you just did that, that you just tried to run it off. And it's okay that you binged and it's okay if you don't. And it's okay that you're okay. You're going to be okay that you don't have to do this anymore like this. So powerful. It's sort of like you, when we free ourselves of the obsession of ourselves and just go into the acceptance and the compassion. It's just a whole different world that we've stepped into that we don't have to really work at. Like you said, you're not, you don't have to work at your recovery. Your recovery is just working. <laughs> you <Right. know>? working <laughs> it works through you. It's gorgeous. And I remember the day that it, that you let it be okay that you were eating that I think it was called Pirate's Booty. <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of like a popcorn thing, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you yeah. were like, it's okay. I'm eating them. I think you even uh-huh. brought them to group. Like, it's not heroin. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, it's what my body wanted. My body wanted some nice pirate booty, and yep. that's what I gave it. I know. The beauty was I didn't have to eat two bags of it. No, there's enough. There's enough booty everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's all over the place. It's beautiful. 
And then when we felt like having cucumbers for birthday cake, that's <gasps> what we had. That's right. And then I know that your son was almost grown and then your daughter was young. So how have they been through your little recovery of with their little lives? How's, how's that been for them? My son is quite a bit older than my daughter and he moved out of the house I know he would take care of my daughter. He'd come and take care of my daughter when I was at the groups, but it was mainly my daughter. My son's a pretty happy-go-lucky, even kill a kid. But my daughter, I was so concerned because I was raised with three older sisters and the typical conversation would be like, oh, I'm on a diet. Oh, okay, so what are we eating this week? We're only eating grapefruit this week. Okay, oh, I look so fat, I feel fat, oh my God. These pants make me look fat. And that was, and my mother, oh, you're going to get fat. If you eat that, you're going to get fat. So I raised my daughter. I would tell her almost daily that your body is perfect. You are athletic. You love running and you love kicking the ball. And you have an athletic, strong body that God gave you to go out and do those sports that you love to do. I never would never let her catch me say anything derogatory about my body or how I looked. And I have to say, honestly, I think she's the only one of her girlfriends who hasn't had some sort of issue with food or weight. Wow. How did I even forget that? Thank you for bringing that up because that is a huge miracle. Her body has always just been her body. It hasn't been fat or skinny or she's strong. So I accentuated that. You are so strong. You love sports. That's so good. And that has been my life with her. I see her friends come over and they're on these diets and Grace will go in and get her ice cream and sit down and smile. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, you know what that tells me is that the cycle of self-hatred and of not trusting yourself to feed yourself and not trusting yourself, your body to be your body. That broke with you. You broke that. So she doesn't have it. She just doesn't even have it. That's just not even something that she would even want to do. And so you really get to see it when you see her with her girlfriends and she's just like, I'm not going to play that reindeer game, whatever that is. You know, it's just not what I want to do. It's not interesting to me at all, which was so great. Yeah. When, and when she was really little, I felt like 10, whatever she was, I found her a T-shirt that said, I love myself. Oh, and to this day, whenever I see a t-shirt or anything that says, I love myself, or she has one right now that says, love yourself. So an ongoing thing is self-love, self-acceptance, self-love. It's a great lesson. And it's something that we don't really get naturally in the culture that we live in that was going to sell us something that we need to have in order to be okay. So you're teaching her that she's okay just as she is. If she wants to buy something, that's fine too, but it's not necessary for her to have self-love. It's beautiful. Thank goodness. It has been. It's been a privilege and a joy to raise her like this. Yeah. Well, I just am so impressed with that because I think that we've got to do that for our youth. It's so refreshing to hear somebody who recovered and then taught her daughter 
to not even go there, not even to get recovery because she didn't even go there. Just to not have it was beautiful. It is. I mean, I know I've said this, but thank you so much for teaching me the tools to teach her. Oh, that's so great. I always said my mother was, we're raised Catholic, so she was Sister Mary Diet. (laughs) 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 It's like, you love God and you love the diet. Same thing. <laughs> so I wonder if you were sitting on your bed thinking, oh, what is going to happen to me? But you as yourself now, what would you tell that young girl about where you have been and where you are now? Honestly, I think I would have to just sit down and tell the story. And I don't think I would change anything. Because I don't think anything could have changed. If I were my mother, I would do exactly what I did with Grace. But if it were just me going back and talking to myself, I would just say, hang in there because you're going to get it. You're going to get it. It's going to take a while, but you're going to get it. The old adage, people don't change. It's not true because I'm not proof that people change. I would just give myself a big hug and say, hang in there. I promise you it's going to be okay. And that's what I always tell people is I promise you it's going to be okay. I promise you. I would not lie about something like that. It's going to be okay. Right. I love that because that's also putting into practice, if you will, that you needed every little thing that happened to you to make you the person that you are today. I do believe that. And uh, I've heard people say that many times when people don't change. It's like, well, you know what? I used to have to drink a gallon of wine a day and smoke a pack of cigarettes and steal your boyfriend and maybe take your car. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So I change. You can change. Anybody can change. Exactly. Right. You want to and you have to be willing to do the work and have the courage. Right. Or just be like, I just cannot do it. I mean, I did it as long as I could. I just couldn't do it anymore. I really did not have it within me to keep going at all. So will you read the last part of the card, the Today I Will Trust? Today I will trust that miracles are possible. I will be open to looking for the gifts and miracles that show up in my daily life. I will allow myself to go beneath the obsession with food and weight, embrace my own light within, and receive gifts of recovery. So great. It's an active part of us that needs to go ahead and trust the miracles and to open up and to go beneath and to receive. It's not just like waiting for the miracle to come and wash over me and then I'll be okay. It's like you were saying a little while ago that You really did the hard work in order for it to happen. And I feel like that's a place that I didn't really realize. I thought if I just prayed hard enough or went, you know, I don't know what I thought. I just kept hoping that something would happen to me instead of me allowing it to happen or to be open to it happening. I don't know if this gets too esoteric, I think, but... I know I used to pray that I wouldn't compulsively overeat, but Jesus never came in and made a piece of toast for me. I had to actually do it myself. Uh, <laughs> you know? No, 
I try, I read every self-help book out there. None of it. Church meditate. Unintentioned meditation did not help it. The intentions had to be there. Well, I kept trying to fix my eating disorder with more eating disorder behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy what we tell ourselves. Yeah. So really it was backing off from that and saying, okay, what if I just stopped doing that? What would that be? That was it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't have an eating disorder. I'm on a diet. (laughs) Right. And that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Carrie, so happy to have you on the show and have you talk about this. And it really is an important thing for people to hear that, especially people in different recoveries, to hear that we just cannot keep pounding on the thing that did work maybe for one thing doesn't always mean that it works for everything. But what does always work is self-love. And then let yourself follow yourself. You know what to do underneath it all. So it's so beautiful to have you. And I really appreciate it. And I'm so proud of you for being a nurse and hanging in there with uh, helping us with COVID. So it's scary times. And I'm so glad people like you are in the world helping us with that. Well, I'm so glad people like you are in the world to have made it possible for me to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, take care, and I appreciate you being here, and we'll see you later. Thank you for listening, and be sure and follow me on Patreon. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.